Welcome to episode 19 of the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. Today we are continuing our series on working from home responsibly, and today we are talking about Zoom etiquette. Welcome to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast, where our mission is simple, to make the world a better place, one responsible company at a time. Now, here are your hosts, Barbara Anderson and Janet Craig. My name is Janet Craig. I'm one of the founding partners of Destination Better, the company that brings you the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. We're recording today on April 7th, 2020, and I'm so excited because we are talking with Mary Williams, founder of Your First Impression Authority, about something we could all use a little help with, how to conquer virtual etiquette like a rock star. Like a rock star. In fact, everybody's using Zoom so much now and other online platforms, but we've been loyal to Zoom for several years. And so this topic of Zoom etiquette, we could even call it Zetiquette. <laughs> we could create, we could start a thing. My name is Barbara Anderson. I'm the co-host of Creating Responsible Companies. And I am thrilled to tell you about Mary Williams. She is passionate about first impressions and etiquette practices, no matter what the circumstance you find yourself in, even working virtually. She's a certified business coach and business etiquette expert who founded Your First Impression Authority as an executive coaching practice with an emphasis on the importance of first impressions. As always, Janet and I promise a free resource for you with each of our episodes, and Mary has really come through. If you are struggling or curious about how you should put your best self forward on all of the Zoom calls and virtual meetings you participate in, she has put together a list of key tips to follow, and this resource is available at destinationbetter.com slash 19 for episode 19. Welcome, Mary. Thank you so much, Janet and Barbara. I'm so thrilled to be with you today, and I'm so honored to be a part of this series that you're putting together, because as we all explore and participate in the new normal, we need all the help we can get. So thank you so much for including me. Well, you are so welcome. And that's exactly why you're here to give us all a little bit of help on, on how to, how to keep etiquette in check and still have, you know, good relationships and productive meetings and do all of our jobs virtually. So can you first tell us about your first impression authority and how it became well, thank you so much for asking. I had a long um, nonprofit and corporate career, and it was coming to the end of an experience that I had um, working on a specific project. And I, it was December of 2018, actually, and I thought, what am I going to do? Am I going to go back to my corporate role and move back to the state where my company is headquartered, or am I going to follow and pursue my dreams? And one of the things that has always been very important to me, both as my career developed over the decades, and also as I coached and mentored rising stars that were coming up within our company or um, within volunteer organizations that I worked with, it really was all about the power of first impressions. After all, somebody decides whether they like us or not in seven seconds. And seven seconds isn't very long. So how we look and also our body language and then lastly, what we say 
really impacts our career and our ability to move forward and reach our full potential. That is, I'm a data person, and those are really interesting <laughs> data points and statistics. That's really amazing. I had no idea. We talk about the shortened attention span on social media and things like that, but I think sometimes we forget how, how critical even that time span is just for people to make that first impression and decide if they like you or not. Also, you talk a little bit about emotional intelligence. So I want to make sure that we cover that because I'm not quite sure what that is and how it relates to social skills too. Sure, absolutely. Well, I love talking about emotional intelligence because it's really about self-awareness and how we show up and how we emotionally react and respond to others. So there are many things that play into having solid emotional intelligence. And of course, social skills are important skills that prove and vet out our levels of emotional intelligence. And there was a recent Wall Street Journal study that polled over 900 CEOs around the country, and 85% of them said that they can't find emotional intelligence or social skills to the level that they require within their company. So I know this is an important conversation, and as particularly as we move and we can't meet people face-to-face right now. We're doing so much virtually and so much on our devices. How do we continue to show up with strong emotional intelligence and proper social skills on Zoom calls, for instance, or on conference calls, or through texting and emails? So I think this is a really relevant time to remind ourselves of the best way we can do that. And it's interesting, Mary, as we think about different generations and how Some people like Janet and I have been on Zoom with having customers around the world for a long time and some are new to it. And so it's it's interesting to think about interpersonal relationships and interpersonal dynamics on technology device and emotional intelligence is so important. And I think especially with your passion for coaching rising stars and young professionals, how can this notion of etiquette help them stand out and reach their full potential? Well, as you've said, I mean, you've used Zoom and you've used virtual meetings for a long time. And many of us have not. Many of us have interfaced more face-to-face. And so one of the things that really piqued my interest about talking about Zoom etiquette was a student of mine who lives in Michigan. The day after we were all sort of self-quarantined or it was, you know, suggested that we'd be safer at home, I got a text from someone who has taken my classes and they said, Mary, I just want to check in with you and let you know that I'm working from home now And my office, my dining room table has become my office. And I want you to know that I use the mute button because if my dog barks or my dryer goes off, letting me know that my clothes are dry, that the people on the Zoom call don't hear it. And I said, well, that's fantastic. And um, how smart of you to be so quick to adapt. I think I've been slower to adapt. I've really had to check myself on this stuff because I love meeting with people face to face and I'm not really, have not been comfortable on camera that much. So, you know, I thought, wow, this person really has it together. And then she sent me a follow-up text that said, and I get up every morning and I go through my normal routine and I do my workout and I get dressed, you know, just like I would if I was going to the office so that I'm fully engaged at my computer, ready for my virtual meetings. 
and looking my best. And I said, wow, this is going to motivate me to A, clean my desk and B, clean my <laughs> office and get ready for a virtual and, you know, get out of my comfy clothes and get myself together here because I need to walk my talk. So that was really one day after the quarantine started, a text that I got from someone, which was, and that person is a millennial. So it was a great reminder of how important all these little etiquette rules are. And quite frankly, virtually, it's not that much different than how we would prepare or show up for an in-person meeting. It's just adapting to this new normal. Yeah. And um, at least if we're going to show up and dress up from the waist up, maybe that should be the the hashtag show up, dress up, waist up at least. (laughs) Well, let me tell you a little secret. I was, I had my ripped jeans on with my red top getting ready for this call. And I thought, you know what, Mary, if you're going to walk your talk, you need to go back into that closet and pull out your black pants. So I'm not going to stand up, but I've got black pants on. And I put my pearls on for the first time in a month, including my pearl earrings. So I want you all to be impressed by this. Well, I love it. So whoever's listening can uh, go to the YouTube version of this to see Mary's pearls. I also have on my fancy jewelry. And you've come up with this really great nine tips for Zoom etiquette or how to conquer virtual etiquette like a rock star. I'd love to have you jump into that. So what is your number one in terms of etiquette on Zoom or online meetings? Well, I started the list with the keyboard and just because it's a personal pet peeve of mine, if I've been on a historically on a conference call and I can hear someone clicking away on the keyboard, I I feel it suggests to me that they're not paying attention. Now, it is true, and I know you've got a series on how to work from home and how to conduct meetings from home in as you're creating this series. It's so wonderful. And I know there has to be a note taker. There has to be somebody who, you know, follows the agenda and keeps people on track and obviously takes notes. That person is obviously going to need their keyboard to do that. But you know, we just, you want to be fully engaged in the conversation and you want to not be surfing the web. So it's best to, you know, not be working your keyboard when you're on a virtual call, unless you've got your, your call muted, but still it's best to pay attention. And um, I'm not sure if a lot of our listeners are aware, but in platforms like GoToMeeting, um, GoToMeeting will actually tell you if someone clicked away and where they clicked. So kind of weird. But yeah, it's kind of big brotherish, huh? Kind of creepy. No, they're like engagement percentage of your audience and by individual, right? Yeah, totally. But it was originally developed as a webinar platform so that you could see at what point in our presentation did our audience drop off? Where did they get bored? So how could we potentially kind of like make that part of our presentation better? But now when we're all working from home, I believe that Zoom too has kind of an attention span thing. But yeah, best to put your phone face down, hands in your lap, unless you're the note taker. Right. This is not the time to multitask. You need to be present. And, and really, it'll help um, develop the discipline for doing it so that you can, I mean, I tend to have, a, you know, a shorter attention span sometimes when things are happening around me. So I totally get it. And I want to say that 
you know, we're using this word grace a lot right now and showing people grace. I just would like to say as an overarching comment for this whole conversation is we really do have to give people the time and the space without judgment to get used to this new way of working. And, you know, particularly those of us who aren't well practiced at it or well versed at it. I mean, we really need to, you know, repetition is key here. So if we sort of you know, make little mental notes to ourselves that we're going to be fully present, that we're going to show up, that we're not going to multitask, that we're going to engage ourselves in these conversations. I think we'll find that, you know, this whole working from home thing can be a lot more productive than some people think. I agree. And when you talk about um, having, being fully engaged in a home workspace, that if I were in a home workspace that were really super clean and I wasn't looking at I don't know, something that I needed to do over there. And instead I'm sitting here on my clean desk and Barbara and I have had to do this. We're on, I think week four. Yeah, going on week four of doing this and it's morphed and changed a little bit here and there, but tell us about that home space and how we could kind of like design that home space so that we can be fully engaged and we're not, you know, thinking about all the other things that we should be doing with our hands in our laps. <laughs> So and a notepad, let me just say. <laughs> well, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind was when we did a webinar and we were rehearsing for it, Barbara, I was sitting at my dining room table because my desk was too, my office space was too much of a mess and I didn't get it cleaned up. And I, I'm fanatical about keeping my dining room table cleaned off. So I did a Zoom call from my dining room table and Barbara sent me a text afterwards and she said, those antlers that are above that framed print are showing up on top of your head. So you just want to make sure that whether your dining room table is your new office, that, you know, you do check your background. And I know Zoom has these backgrounds that we can, you know, put in to keep, you know, things looking, you know, succinct. And so I would just recommend that you just look around and be aware of exactly what your surroundings are. You know, so I've seen people taking Zoom calls from various rooms in their houses, and this is not judgment, but I've seen piles of clothes. I've seen unmade beds. And maybe that's fine if you're on a you know, call with a friend, but as long as we're conducting business, we want to always make sure that we put our best professional appearance forward. And for now that we're in these home environments, that includes our surroundings at home. Yeah, there was uh, several years ago, I had to work from another location than my office and there was a lot of meetings and I just couldn't bear the, the thought of the background that I had at the time. And so I went to Home Depot with my mom and bought this enormous whiteboard, enormous, like it was on the roof of my car and like my 90 <laughs> year old mom is holding one end and I'm holding the other so that I had just white behind me, but it was that important to me to have it to um, have that. So yes. we, uh, yeah, so that works well too. So we've talked a little bit about attire and I know you've been in some really powerful positions before, right, Mary, like with some multi-billionaire, both on the nonprofit and for-profit side. Tell a little yeah. bit about attire and why that's just important in general. Well, we touched on first impressions when we started. And so I love this question about attire. We always want to put our best foot forward. Someone decides whether they like us or not in seven seconds. And now that we're 
being viewed on virtual calls and Zoom calls, you know, that same rule applies. And we can give ourselves some, you know, leeway here and only dress from, you know, the waist up if we want. But I still recommend for women wearing makeup. I still think, you know, really good grooming is essential. I think that men shouldn't show up with a three-day, you know, unshaved face if they normally would have a clean-shaven face. And so, you know, just remembering that, you know, your appearance still matters, even during this new time of radical change. Barbara and I had a conversation earlier today about how um, that is going to affect people who just can't get to a barber and they can't get to their, <laughs> to their hair person or their nail person or whatever. So it's true authenticity. We talk about authenticity a lot. We're, yeah. Right. You're, I keep looking at my nails. I was due this week for my, you know, I get manicures every three weeks and the polish change and whatever yeah. they do to my toes. And, and I'm looking and I'm saying, what in the world am I going to do? And of course I have the gel or the whatever it is. So it's not like I can go to, you know, the get, you know, some polish remover here. This stuff needs to be drilled off or something. So I've got to figure it out. I don't know what I'm going to do. I thought, could I put a coat of stuff over this? Because, but you know, we, and it's true, we're not going to be able to get haircuts and we're not going to be able to get our hair dyed. And we're, you know, um, so we've got to figure this stuff out. Back to the grace word. That's yes, great. grace. We have to give ourselves grace. For sure. Absolutely. Talk to us. You know, we're used to going to lunch meetings and dinner meetings and happy hour meetings where we meet over food and converse. We're not doing that anymore. So what happens right. to no more eating during meetings? Right. You know, another pet peeve of mine is when I'm talking to someone on the telephone, whether it's personal or business, and you can hear them eating while they're talking to you. You know, you don't talk with your mouth full. So when you're on a Zoom call, this is a meeting, and you don't know when it's going to be your turn to participate and speak up or add value. So obviously, we can still have our water bottle or our coffee and take sips and drinks of that. And, you know with a little tongue in cheek here, I did say on the top nine tips that after five o'clock, my glass may include a little bit of wine, especially if I'm talking to my friends, Barbara and Janet. <laughs> However, you know, you, you wouldn't, you know, haul off and start eating something in a meeting if we were in person and you just can't do it on a Zoom call either. And I don't recommend having any dirty plates around your area in case, you know, that gets seen either. You know, keep your space tidy. And unfortunately, you've got to hold off and not eat while you're on a virt in a virtual meeting. So uh, one thing, too, I think uh, everybody has different kind of speaker setups. Some people wear headsets, some don't, and some have great, like, microphones. And so tell us a little bit about speaking and how you carry yourself in your speaking and that type of thing, the importance of that. Right. You know, like you said, with on Zoom calls, we all have different equipment and, you know, different levels of clarity. I know when I've had multiple participants, sometimes somebody will sort of fade in and fade out and you can't hear. So it's important that you sort of test your equipment. And, you know, this might also be a good time. I tell people, record your voice and listen to how it sounds so that you do understand how you're sounding in a virtual way with other participants and other people but you want to speak slowly and concisely. You want to be particularly mindful that there can be a two or three second lag 
And then you just want to make sure that you, you know, don't talk over people, which I know can easily happen. And we'll all get used to sort of the cadence of virtual meetings. But I would say the most important thing to remember is that there can be a lag. And then also be mindful. I know there can be background noises that get magnified depending on where your equipment location is. So just be mindful of all that. Mary, I love the tip that you just said about recording your own voice. And a lot of our listeners know that, um, that I perform with a band. And yes. so to me, listening to my voice, I always think, God, I sound like a really young girl. And it's weird, but I'm used to me. I'm like, oh, that's me. If I hear myself, I don't know, playing on my own speaker or something. But um, a few months ago, we were recording a podcast with someone and I was going back, checking the audio before they left. And they hadn't, they had never heard their voice before and had no idea that it was them. I know. Right. It was the craziest thing. She's like, who is that? I said, it's you. We just recorded this conversation. She'd never heard it. And so I think for a lot of people that being on camera and on video and thinking, oh, I'm going to mess up if my voice is being recorded, to do exactly what you said, to record a quick FaceTime video so that you can get used to it and get the jitters out. Not everybody likes being in front of a camera. Not everybody likes being behind a microphone. Certainly not as much as I do, but in Barbara too now. But seriously, I think that's like, that is a really awesome takeaway tip to get over the being fright, stage fright on a Zoom meeting. I think it's amazing. Talk to us too a little bit about, speaking of sound, about um, noise and what do we do about all that stuff? Sounds and noises and things. Right. Well, particularly now that we're working from home, um, like, um, my client said, you know, I make sure that my phone is muted because my dry, if I know that my dryer ringer bell is going to go off. And so I think that we have to be mindful and sort of think about how our homes are set up and what things make noise. Um, some people have clocks that ding every, you know, half an hour, every hour. So you just wouldn't want that happening on a Zoom call. And also our personal devices, our phones ding, various things. So while we all want to be able to get productive things done and we're working from home and so we have, you know, the opportunity to do that, just go through all of your equipment at home quickly and understand and know that if your doorbell's going to ring, I know when the FedEx truck comes, you know, that they ring the doorbell so that, you know, you have a package on your front porch. Just be aware of all that stuff when you're, you know, on a call, and then use the mute bus button as much as possible. Um, I was listening to a podcast from Brene Brown, and uh, there were several hundred people from a company on a virtual meeting. And one of the participants was a young woman who just had a baby and was breastfeeding. And she didn't realize that she didn't have her phone muted. So, or her device muted. So her, she started needing to, the, her breast milk started coming in. And so she said, oh shoot, my breast milk's coming in and all the people on the call heard it. And so the facilitator was very, speaking of grace, very graceful and said, 
we're going to pause our call for 30 minutes and we'll rejoin. Well, this young woman said, well, why are we doing that? And the person just repeated, we're going to pause our call and we're going to rejoin in 30 minutes. And she didn't realize late until later that she had talked about her situation without her phone being muted. So, you know, this is going to happen. We're going to say things, but I just think it's raising our level of awareness to be as mindful as possible. And knowing that if we make a mistake, don't ruminate and beat ourselves up over it relentlessly. That's something I'm working on with my own emotional intelligence is don't focus on what wasn't perfect. Nothing is anyway. Focus on what you did right and all the great things you accomplished today. So if you do have a faux pas, you know, just know that it happened and keep going because it's going to happen to all of us. <laughs> especially, especially with the number of people that are working from home who don't have daycare anymore. Well, right? exactly. Keeping yeah. the kids quiet. It's impossible to do. I mean, the people that I have heard are struggling the most right now are moms and dads who are trying to conduct business at home and homeschool their children. I fortunately for me, you know, my kids are grown. So my daughter's dealing with it, though. She's conducting her business from home with two little ones that she's now responsible to homeschool. So I get it. The struggle is real for people as we adjust. So we just need to leave our judgment aside and understand and know that while we're living in this virtual world, which we may be forever, it may never go away. We need to just be mindful that we, we can't control everything. Our dogs may bark. I mean, my dog snuck in here because I snuck out to get my phone. So I'm like, oh my gosh, can we start in a minute? Because Bella just came in and went under the bed. Yes, it happens. So that's why our listeners will have to listen to the next episode, number 20, about pet etiquette while on Zoom. So we've got a whole episode on that. And Mary, our computers, which typically we're used to just us being the only one that looks at them. And if we're in meetings, they're facing us. But now some things can happen with a number of different apps we have open. So talk to us about your guidance on our computers. Well, you'll for sure want to, you know, many of us deal with confidential files and confidential information. So you'll want to make sure that all of your files are closed. I would be extra mindful about what I name my files right now, just in the event that we are frequently in and out of a file. And if it would be seen that it wouldn't really you know, give away what it is. I don't know whether you saw in the last couple of weeks, one of the um, national broadcasters on one of the national news outlets posted a picture of what he was working on in his computer. But what he didn't realize was it showed all the open things that he was opening at the top. And one of them was not a professional site that one would want their family members or their colleagues to know they were surfing. Oh my and so it became sort of a relentless conversation for a few day days on social media about what this very well-known, highly recognized person had opened on his computer. So, you know, again, <laughs> it's going to happen. But yeah. try not to, you know, let's try to mitigate our risk as much as possible. So just keep things closed out when you participate on calls. And then you don't want necessarily people to see your calendars or what you've got scheduled or, you know, things like that. So that that stuff doesn't pop up also. So now that we're working virtually, it's not like we can walk into a room and go, hey, how you doing? 
So we still have to introduce ourselves, but now it's kind of like everybody's walking in this virtual room at the same time. So do you have any tips for us on how to kind of enter a virtual meeting and uh, say, hey, I'm here? Right. It is still really important to announce yourself. You know, sometimes I think you you don't even have to show your face when you're on a virtual call. You can choose to just have it be your voice. And um, unless you're the facilitator and you know who's invited to a meeting, you may not be able to see who all the participants are. So it's still important to make that introduction and, you know, say maybe to your host or your facilitator, hi, Janet and Barbara, this is Mary and I'm here. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Mary and I'm here. If it's a larger two or 300 person meeting, you'll probably want to include your first and last name and maybe even your title or division or, you know, to identify yourself further than that. You know, the one thing that we'll just have to be mindful over is talking over one another. And so just waiting for that two second pause so that you can chime in and, and let people know that you're there. And also the facilitator can help with that. We've just had a bunch of people come on. Can we, you know, go through and announce ourselves I know my grandbaby's in kindergarten, and so she's having her first virtual experience with virtual classroom and seeing her teacher and her friends virtually and her principal virtually. And my daughter mentioned that one of the biggest problems is all the kids want to talk at once. Of course, they're so excited to see their friends. They've been sequestered for three weeks now or however long. And there's no end in sight for them. They you know, may not return to school this year, I guess. And so um, it's just every people do get excited and they want to talk and, and announce that they're there. But I just say, give yourself a you know, couple second pause so that you're not talking over anyone. But it's important to still introduce yourself virtually. Yes, absolutely. Well, and I haven't experienced this lately, but I know it seemed like there used to be that time period where you would dial into a meeting and it, whenever you came in, you had to announce who you were. So like if you were three minutes into the meeting, which you never would be, Mary, because you're so good about etiquette. But three minutes, you know, all of a sudden go, Barbara has joined the meeting. (laughs) Yes. It happened to me, I know. (laughs) So let's round out. We've got the nine different tips that Mary has shared on how to conquer virtual etiquette like a rock star. We've got keyboard, home space, attire, food or no food, speaking, your sound, computer, how to introduce yourself. And the last one is position. So tell us about position, Mary. Well, and you guys are really experts at this and you've actually helped me understand that this. So thank you. You know, you want to make sure that you're showing enough of yourself so that, you know, the camera is on you in a certain way that you can demonstrate that you're fully engaged I would watch my body language when I'm on Zoom calls because, you know, even when they go long and sometimes they do, we don't want to sort of be slouching or leaning on our hand or looking bored. So just position yourself appropriately for your camera and understand sort of go through a test run to see how you do show up and then just stay that way for the balance of the meeting. I think that's a really, a really good point. I want to just say two things to that. Number one, people, you can set up a Zoom, a free Zoom account go in, start your own meeting, and just it's just gonna be you in there, and then test some different places and see how your lighting is and see, you know, to make sure that you can sit up straight and you can be fully engaged and you don't have lots of things around you. But, um, but I do it all the time. If I'm testing a new space, I just go into my own Zoom account. I started meeting with myself. You know, I test how it's gonna be. And, yeah. and then that way you're not testing 
on your call and you can right. be engaged in the call. And the second thing is we laugh about this, but, um, and you talk a lot about body language and one of the places our body language really comes full force, especially where meetings like this is on our face in, in seventh grade, I got an award for the most expressive eyes. And <laughs> it was a really nice way of my science teacher telling me you need to stop eye rolling. But, um, but it's one of those things that we have to really do is we have to watch what our facial expressions are now, because in a virtual meeting, we can see everybody at one time. And right. before, maybe we were in a circle and I'm only looking at this one person. So just something to be, to be mindful of and, um, and my that's, seventh grade award for most expressive eyes. That's very good feedback. And you're absolutely right. You know, we can't be rolling our eyes or, you know, disengaging because we yeah. don't want to like, oh my gosh, well, I mean, we're still, we're still here. We're still being watched. We're still being seen, you know, and our behavior counts. That's all about our emotional intelligence, speaking of that from the start. So it's important. And two last things about the Zoom view. I know one thing is Janet's pet peeve is to not have it too low so that it's kind of looking up your nose. <laughs> and women in particular have to be careful if it, they're holding their computer in their lap. That can be a little awkward sometimes. <laughs> and then one quick funny thing is we had a, a few years ago, we had an executive workshop and the CEO of a company got on who evidently hadn't been on a Zoom before. And so he was he was just going, oh my gosh, I've never done, look at, oh, I need to get my hair cut. And, and he was breaking his hair. And, <laughs> you know, like with everybody on the meeting, forgetting that everyone was seeing him. So that's another, that's what I will leave you with. My tips right, for. right. Yeah. And we're all hearing all these things like, uh, can you hear me? Are we all on? You cut out on me. You know, right. so it's, you know, we've got to just sort of all, get ourselves together and it takes time and it takes practice so we'll all get better with time we'll be experts at this before long you just wait that's right i love it and i love that that um when i think that sometimes when people hear the word etiquette they're like oh that's like stodgy or oh I, that's for like i don't know society and it's really not it is every culture has some form of etiquette and everyone can practice it and take your tips and and just you know, be, um, be nicer to each other and, and, yes. and yeah, and learn, learn. We're all learning together. So, um, so just to summarize, um, Mary has got a great tool that she made for you. That's available at destinationbetter.com slash 19. And that's the number 1919. And again, this is part of our series about working home responsive, working at home responsibly. So we've talked about remote working strategies. We've talked about instant stress release, which we all need right now. Um, we've talked about how to have really productive virtual meetings, even petticoat when working virtually. Thankfully, my cat did not attack my feet. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> yeah, I locked her away. And, uh, and now, Mary, with your super helpful tips, it's just rounded out a really great series for us. So before we close, Mary, can you tell our listeners how they can find you? Absolutely. I have a website, so you can find me at marywilliamsfia.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn and Facebook, Mary Williams FIA. And um, I, you can also follow me on Instagram if you want, Mary Williams FIA. Okay, so the FIA stands for? First Impression Authority. You bet. And I would 
love to hear from any of you with questions or um, feedback or comments. I love hearing from people. So please uh, reach out. Sounds great. Thank you so much for being with us today. And thank, thank you, you guys. It's been really great. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners at the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. And as usual, you can leave us any topics that you want to hear more about, or if you have questions for us, just go to our website, destinationbetter.com, click on the say hello tab, and just leave us a quick message or drop us a note so that we can cover any other topics that you want to hear about. And Barbara, is there anything else before? No, I just want to say thank you to Mary. And uh, these are great tips. And I think uh, you would also welcome any kind of funny stories you're hearing about people on their Zetiquette, hashtag Zetiquette. All right. Thank you both. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Creating Responsible Companies podcast. Find tools and additional episodes on our website, destinationbetter.com. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover, leave a voice message on our contact page. Don't worry, Barbara and Janet aren't millennials. They actually listen to voicemails. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram.